And we start the week on Culture File with the second instalment of our new series of stories about scent and memory from the writer and critic Orit Gatt. In this piece, she's exploring how words frequently fail when time and place and scent merge. The most romantic line I've ever read in a book was, I will not describe it except to say that I could. The author, Catherine Schultz, is writing about her first kiss with her partner in her book, Lost and Found. I think about that line so often, or how to describe something when it feels like you're the only one on earth who knows it. So many scents are described using the same adjectives. Things are acrid, floral, musky, musty, sweet, faint. And yet, none of those words feels even close to how the hallway of the building I lived on on 35 Eastern Parkway in Brooklyn smelt. And yet, there isn't a word for, I would know it the second I feel it. And yet, there isn't a word for, I can't describe it, but if I ever encounter it again, I would be flooded by it. When I lived on 35 Eastern Parkway, it was in one of those periods in life when everything feels like a mess, so you roll with it. I must have had the lease on that flat for years, but barely ever lived there. I had a lot of visa issues at the time. I traveled a lot, avoiding dealing with immigration services. 35 Eastern Parkway was a building with over 100 flats, and I mostly sublet mine. I can barely count the number of people who had stayed there. Friends and strangers, people passing through New York, someone going through a breakup, and someone else who had just moved to the city and stayed there while looking for her own place. So many people lived there who weren't on the lease. My landlord never knew. You'd think that flat wouldn't mean much to me. I say, I barely lived there. I say, I basically shared it. But I hold on. I came and went. Still, I always remember that specific moment, after a trip or even just a night out, when I'd come out of the lift on the fifth floor and I would be surrounded by it. A scent. Again, I will not describe it except to say that I would like to. That that flat was my happiest and unhappiest place, where I lived when I decided to leave New York, where I lived when life was in flux, disregarding the need for an actual home. The smell I'm thinking of wasn't the smell of my flat. It was the shared space. The welcome back, the welcome in, the it's still there. It, the scent of coming and going. It felt specific, but there is no specific way to say this. And who can you say it to? They say no one wants to hear about your dreams. What feels rich in symbolism or mystery or narrative to you may not be to others. Try then to describe something elusive like the scent of a hallway and explain how it came to mean so much to you. I wonder, was it special? Did anyone else at 35 Eastern Parkway love it like I did? When my downstairs neighbor came up once to complain about the sound of the Smiths playing when I was washing the dishes after a dinner party, why didn't I ask, while apologizing for still listening to Morrissey, what the fourth floor smelled like? It's one of those weird things about living in a large building. You have no reason to go anywhere but the hallway and your own floor, right? There's this whole unknown space that is still officially your address. You don't know what it smells like. Maybe it's the same. It's not just my old building, right? Most homes have a smell. But in a shared building, it feels different. Whose scent is that, even? The amalgamation of all these lives. And, for me, that sense of being present and being gone and constantly noticing it. It's the presence that comes through in scent. Once you've been somewhere several times, you know this sense of presence. I had a neighbor whose place smelled like the Muji diffuser that she used, gorgeous and store-bought. 
I had an ex-boyfriend whose flatmate always complained his room smelled musty. I thought it smelled like him, like his clothes, and I loved everything about it. There's a dusty smell to a house I go to once a week, always mixed with the faint, almost natural, still a bit metallic scent of supermarket-bought flowers. A friend whose cat I feed, whose flat always smells like her perfume, very expensive. I feel like it would be almost impolite, too intimate, to point out that you know the smell of someone's home. To know something so domestic about someone feels like it would be almost too close to them. Perhaps that's why I tell about it. Because to know someone else is all I ever want. That ex-boyfriend. Sometimes, when I would put my head on his shoulder on the bus, I would be flooded by the scent of his clothes, also somehow the scent of his home. We stayed friends after we broke up, and that was all I could think of every time we hugged politely when one of us walked into the bar as the other was waiting. How I would be flooded by that musty scent. That scent his roommate complained about. That scent I loved so much because I loved him and because I loved knowing something about him. When I say musty, I think it may sound negative, but what I mean is more like familiar, something you're astonished to know, and, oh, I guess I'm here again. I didn't realize I would be. Ulrich Gat there with the second installment of her Scent Stories, which she will continue in a fortnight's time. <laughs> 